Fox Scouts. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 95. I refuse to release the monkeys. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Evening, River. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. What's evening, River? Evening, River. Yeah, I've uh, no clue. No well, clue whatsoever. If any of our listeners out there know what I'm talking about, they can uh, either leave a comment on the blog or email us. Oh, just freaking tell us, Ross. No. <laughs> the email address you're... is hooray at boxcutters.net. Or just boxcutters.net for the blog. You'll find out if somebody's smart and knows what I'm on about. Somebody out there must know. Evening River. Evening River. Not as in nighttime by a stream, as in hello to somebody called River. Right. Evening River. Okay. I'm thoroughly confused. Thoroughly confused. Speaking of which, did anyone see all of John, of John from Cincinnati? No, because it isn't all of it. It's not all of it? No, no, no. I, uh, I had a look at, uh, I think it's called epguides.com, right. which is a really good site for mm-hmm. if you're wanting to look up uh, episodes, what, what shows, uh, how they run, all that kind of thing. They've got just about everything on there uh, in existence. Uh, well, at least the shows I've looked up, they've got on there. <laughs> uh, and uh, there seems to be at least another four John from Cincinnati listed on there coming in the next four weeks. Oh, really? Because everything that I looked at just said six. Mm. And the end of the sixth one seems like it could be the end of a season. Okay. Uh, but Well, this, th- this side I looked at could be wrong. But only because it, it ends with the most bizarre ten minutes right. uh, of seemingly just a monologue. It, it's... Absolutely crazy. Okay. But uh, still, I love it. We still haven't dipped our toe in the water. We went, we went to watch one the other night and uh, my wife said, Ooh, there's Big Love as well. That was the end of that. We were watching, <laughs> we were watching Big Love. The series 2 of Big Love's been fantastic. So. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, mm. I've, uh, I've been throttled by my internet service provider. How would that happen? You're you're you're. I'm a, I'm a big pond cable conscientious, user. Conscientious uh, broadband user. I, I am. I'm Surely pond- you know where you stand at any given time of the month. I do. I, I try to I try to keep tabs on uh, on my downloads. Yep. Try, to, try to see what's going. Let on. Let me guess mm-hmm. what happened. You had a day and you downloaded as much as you could, and they said, "Well, we'll use that as your average day and times it by thirty, and now you owe them twenty gig." Uh, no, although that, oh. that did happen to someone else, didn't it? Did. It? Mm. it did. Uh, no, yeah, for, when they changed some sort of billing day or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, for me, what they did was they uh, they changed my month from the first of a month until the end of the month to be from the twenty eighth until the twenty seventh. And of course, they what? gave you adequate warning of this. Uh, adequate warning of maybe there was something posted on their website. Right. <laughs> uh, so mm. I'm I'm very angry with uh, with Big Pond, and I'm getting rid of them. Angry with Telstra. That's I know. That's, wow. I know. So uh, so you know my uh, my television watching has been throttled by Big Pond. They can uh, mm. they can go and throttle themselves as mm. far as I'm concerned. Coming up later on in this episode of Box Cutters, we've got Golden Age of Television. Gone back to envelopes. Back to envelopes. Fantastic. That's after, it, after, the after the failure of the bubble wrap last week. <laughs> what a, I don't, whose idea was that? The uh, bubble wrap. There, there can't be that many shows left in the golden age of television, can there? I, I, think, uh, I think we might only have one or two weeks left. Yeah, I think we may only have Don't a we few. have to stretch it out through until full season? <laughs> full season's coming quicker than you think. 
And uh, <laughs> I've also got a, a special point to make uh, during Golden Age of Television mm. uh, about uh, things that have been posted up on the blog. We've Ooh. got a couple of I Don't Buy It's. Mm. Which double. Sh- yeah, double. Double the I Don't Buy It value. Possibly there's always the fear that it's the same ad. Yeah, because uh, pre-show meeting, nothing. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll I'll do that gag again. I'll let Brett go first, and then when it's on to mine, I'll say the start of what he said. So it looks like it's the same one. I look forward to it, because that was hilarious last time. Mm. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about On The Lot. Uh, We're going to finish off. Which you mentioned a few weeks ago, but... uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to get into that a bit more. And we yeah. had some pretty uh, dire re- reviews when it first came out. Mm. Yeah, and uh, well, I, I stopped watching it. But ah, interesting. But we'll we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. We've also got some pork, and this week we might actually have some pork. Definitely got some pork this week. Definitely yep. some pork. Ah, definitely some pork this week. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. She who can now be named Jessica Rowe. Because she's been boned. Well, she's been boned and then we've, we lifted the, the embargo on her. and yeah. We felt sorry Figu- for her. Figuring she would be out of our news. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's, there's, still a, there's still a free-to-air network that she hasn't been on. Mm. Uh, free- in fact, three. Well, three, but a, a free-to-air commercial network. Mm-hmm. She, of course, she's going to go where the money is. She's not going to go to SBS or the ABC. Plus, they like to hire people with, uh, with credibility. <laughs> the, um, I, I don't ooh. know. I reckon... I reckon- if anything happens at seven, she'll go down that route. I reckon. Yep, she'll go the high and mighty, pious Yana route. Yeah, I'll I'll take thirty grand a year, sure, as long as I can take my wardrobe with me. <laughs> uh, she's uh, Jessica Rose been signed to Channel Seven as a newsreader. She's going to be part of the newsreader newsreader slash, team slash dancer. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't get signed to Channel Seven these days without either dancing or singing. But how is she going to be on, on Dancing with the Stars if she doesn't have a wardrobe? <laughs> She's, it'll be nude dancing with Jessica Rowe. I, I don't want to watch that. People will turn off in droves. But uh, you, you would think that the news reading job would be the, the big kind of item for her. But uh, no, she she says that uh, she's going to have a a ball swapping her sneakers for her dancing shoes as though she's not even going to have to do any of the work on the uh, nightly bulletin. So where's she reading news? I know seven, but which state? It doesn't say. Right. She's just uh, joining the pool of newsreaders. Oh, Yeah, so so I suppose if if someone, if Jennifer Kite's sick... Yep. uh, They'll they'll put Jessica Rowe in. Or on Sunday nights when nobody else wants to do it or... Yep. Yeah, because because Sunday night news, no one watches that. Uh, that uh, that <laughs> highest rating news of the week. No, but it's never the regular presenters. No, that's true. But it's always someone good. That reminds me of a of a bit of well, I guess it won't be <laughs> a bit of gossip going around. Apparently, uh, Mike Munro used to be allegedly used to be second favourite to read the news up in Sydney used to be second pick, has dropped down the order somewhat after uh, Gerald Stone's book and is allegedly rumoured to be uh, much of his source material for a lot of the stories and thus looks like he's on very shaky ground at Channel 9. 
Allegedly. Right. Did I say that? <laughs> you, you said you said allegedly mm. and, and so rumour. Mm. So the story goes. So the story goes. You said allegedly be, and rumour enough. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Ro uh, also announced that she was suffering postnatal depression. But she's over it now. But, she, but she's over it. Mm. So she, now she's got post postnatal depression normalcy. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> she did say that uh, she picked it up quite soon and went off and saw a psychiatrist and uh, did lots of sobbing and got it, got over it pretty quickly. Um, putting putting out the advice to all new mothers that uh, the sooner you get it treated, the better. Oh, for crap's sake. Let's ban her again. <laughs> She's gone to Channel 7. Leave it at that. Why does she have to... Oh, by the way, plus I had postnatal depression, but because I'm a skinny skeleton, it's easy to get over it. The The thing is... She's not. I think saying that she has postnatal depression is like saying, "How dare Channel Nine sack me mm. for having postnatal depression?" I think it's it's that kind of a thing. I think we lifted the embargo too early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait a couple of weeks. She'll uh, she, she might fall down the stairs again, <laughs> ruin her dancing career. News from Newscaf on the ABC. She could do it at the same time. She could fall down the stairs, a la who was it who fell down the stairs last series of Dancing with the Stars? Uh, uh, Jean Kelly was it um, Fifi Box? Fifi was Box. She on yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point. Yeah, maybe she could. So she could do both at once. Mm. I, yeah, she's mm. she's the queen of the pet pratfalls. Mm. Jessica. <laughs> the woman behind Newscaf, Newscaf, you were News saying. and Current Affairs yes. on the ABC. Uh, the woman behind uh, the can I say seminal uh, miniseries on the ALP back in the nineties, Labor and Power. Mm. Uh, Sue Spencer has been appointed as executive producer of Four Corners. Oh, fantastic. Uh, she'll be taking over in October, replacing Bruce Belsham, who has moved to head up ABC's web-based innovative division. Um, and we'll be moving on there. Oh, if anyone hasn't seen Labour in Power, oh, excellent. get your hands on it. In fact, strangely enough, I, I came across this today after uh, on Saturday, uh, having a wander through the shelves at uh, Picture Search down in Richmond. They've got it on video, on VHS down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice one. Hmm. Mm. Russ. Uh, Neighbours had its big restart uh, earlier tonight, our time. So, so it's Monday night. Monday night. Uh, apparently, according to this article I've got here from Michael Idato, the uh, it was precipitated by the union of Fremantle Media's Grundy Television and Crackerjack Productions. Right. So uh, I wasn't aware that that was the main uh, the main thrust behind it. But apparently, are they all the same company now? Well, that's what he's saying. Yep. There was a union. That's what. Uh, yeah. That's what caused it. In, in Fremantle terms, a union means swallowing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, because we were thinking that today's change was just going to be that they're going to be in high definition, but apparently that won't be happening until next year. Uh, in terms of story, they're hoping for a stronger focus on community, longer longer story arcs, new characters. They've got rid of the Bogan family. Uh, there was a Bogan family. There, there sure was. Just there was one. a Bogan family that was supposedly ruining neighbours. <laughs> and TV Week, were, TV Week were holding polls about whether the Tim's family were, were killing neighbours. It's the cultural wow. cringe, though, I tell you. Uh, there's also high-profile actors uh, such as Steve Bastoni, Jane Hall and Penny Cook all coming on. And in production... 
She's moved back from the country. Apparently so. Uh, Valley. They're spending an extra $3 million a year on it. Uh, in production terms, they've added a new studio. They're getting more days on location. There's new sets. There's a new opening title sequence. They've got a new lighting rig to replace the one that was um, two decades old. Uh, they've got more money for the soundtrack. So, I, so I don't know. I, 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 it'll still be the same old neighbours. I, I, I suspect, but, but they're going so to throw more money at it and, and mm. hope that will fix their problems. Yeah, and is this all as a direct result of uh, getting five times the fee from Channel Five in the UK after the BBC? Well, they, didn't they, pony up enough cash. They don't actually mention that at all here. They, uh, the thrust of this article seems to be that it was all because of the uh, of the getting Crackerjack Productions on board, which are much uh, younger and youth oriented. Supposedly, do they say youth oriented in that article? I'm sure they do somewhere. Because the uh, Australian Style Guide says that we should use orientated. Oh, really? They yeah. say oriented. Uh, Crackerjack was a much leaner outfit that made its yeah. name with youth oriented. Right. Uh, Interesting. I, the I, age. I actually think that they should possibly maybe stop getting certain people to write the action in their scripts. And then get other people in just to write the dialogue. Yeah, I think uh, I think that uh, I think that's a shit way of doing it. And I think as long as they do that, the program will continue to be shit. Giving people a script, essentially, it's called speech bubbling. Giving them a script and saying, "Here, Tony walks into a room and he has a fight with Bree about this or that." Write it. Let the writers come up with the whole there's, concept. There's no emotional investment in in what's yep. happening in the episode. Yep, that's my theory. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a that's a good theory. If I was making neighbours, I'd hire you as a theory guy. Ah, I must say I disagree with orientated. <laughs> you disagree all you want. We live all in right, Australia. All right, all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> and we say orientated. How, how long? And, and I never have, and I won't. How long right. until we split off into a separate box cutters spelling and grammar <laughs> podcast? <laughs> the, the, the spelling and grammar seems to pop its head up. An awful lot on this, particularly on the blog. It, well, that's that's true. It does. And this uh, this next news item is brought to you by the letter Z. Uh, <laughs> Friday Night Lights, which uh, got no Emmy nominations. Emmy noms were Boo. were announced this what? this week. Boo for the Emmy nominations. How could that not get an Emmy? Pre- pretty much nothing. I think I think nothing. If if not almost nothing for Friday Night Lights, mm. but it's it's not there under under Best Drama, which it definitely should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has taken out the top award at the National uh, TV Critics Association uh, Awards in the US. Fantastic. So, you know, clearly the critics love it. Mm. They understand what's good. People who are nominating the Emmys, no idea whatsoever. Mm. No idea. So good on Friday Night Lights. Uh, I hope that when it comes back, it's not going to make me say one perfect season, one perfect season too many times. Yeah. Uh, any word on when we're going to see the uh, outstanding made-for-television movie nominee, Why I Wore Lipstick to My Mastectomy uh, on Australian TV? Uh, yes, on... Uh, on <laughs> okay, cool. I look forward to that. Uh, the Australian Communications and Media Authority will force Macquarie Media to sell its newly acquired interest in two metropolitan digital TV stations uh, that they acquired through their acquisition of Southern Cross Broadcasting. Um, this uh, because it uh, actually contravenes the media rules that forbid one company controlling more than two TV stations per market. Um, the regulator 
had approved the acquisition knowing that uh, this would be uh, the case and have given Macquarie Media, uh, I believe it was 12 months to make the sale of those uh, sections of the business. Uh, apparently they're getting have to, having to get rid of a whole lot of radio stations too mm-hmm. for the same reason. Yeah, because uh, Southern Cross owned uh, 2GB in mm-hmm. Sydney. Because mm-hmm. they were talking about this on Media Watch and she was basically saying that uh, uh, even if you're selling it, you have the right to choose who you sell it to and you can still have some sort of controlling interest over it even if you're selling it, which was which is an interesting point. It's a, it's, it's a fair point. Mm. Uh, but And given that Macquarie Media owns... Well, Macquarie mm. overall owns so much of Australia's media infrastructure mm. and, and assets, yeah, uh, it'd be kind of easy to just pass it over to Macquarie... Frog Pond or whatever yeah, yeah, new Macquarie just, business has been set up. Yeah. They're, uh, they're Australia's clear channel of the future, I think, Macquarie. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, speaking of television, uh, fall shows are popping up already. If you're, uh, if you're a BitTorrent user and you're impatient, which... I, I, guess, I was last week, I, I, and look where that left me. Well, I guess the two go together. It kind of goes hand in hand. If you weren't impatient, you'd probably wait for the shows to come on. <laughs> True. Uh, but uh, already the uh, Sarah, Chronicle, Sarah Connor Chronicles has popped up, the first couple of episodes, which is the uh, Terminator spin-off, TV spin-off. I have spin-off. no interest in that whatsoever. I think that's, good. that's this is Jericho. Next, uh, first few episodes of Dexter, first couple of brotherhood and at least the first episode of weeds so um yeah if you fly the bit torrents guys i'm sure you can find them thanks to Fibo for the heads up about that as well uh i uh i, I really want to give people a, a word of warning uh, about doing this because what sometimes happens is yeah these first few episodes are leaked and mm-hmm. maybe they are leaked by the uh by the networks that are going to be airing them maybe they're not who knows but what it means is you get the first taste of a show, mm-hmm. and then there uh, is like another two month break before you get episode two. Yeah, like uh, with the pilot of Studio Sixty, yeah, which didn't even have the opening credits uh, inserted, so black screen with insert credits here. See, but you're coming with a bit of a background as a TV critic for uh, when you used to work for the Free Press here in uh, here in Melbourne. I remember you got episodes of Twenty Four quite early. The original first 24, back in that first half of season one when it was good. Yes, yes. You got to see the first two episodes or something, and then you were just hanging for more, and it took quite a while, quite a while to come. Yeah, and, uh, and that's, uh, it's been a recurring theme throughout my television watching uh, mm. experience as I've been reporting on it. Yeah. Uh, and happened again with, uh, with this most recent series of 24 where uh, I, was, uh, I was getting copies of the show, and then... Uh, they stopped for some reason. Someone was on holiday or, or, or something like that. I stopped getting them, uh, but was so used to not watching it on free-to-air yeah. that I missed the, uh, the the last five episodes of, this, of the season. <laughs> I have no idea what happens at the end of this season of 24. They all died. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Alternately, and, they all uh, got away. And, and there was a woman uh, president. Uh, speaking yeah. of 24, Simpsons are coming up to their 400th episode shortly. Uh, I think their 398th or 99th is going to be the episode 24 Minutes, which will be a take on 24. Uh, that, oh, so that's South not Park the, did it. That's, well, that's the problem. That's not the 400th no. episode? No. Okay. Uh, South Park did that. Quite a bit this year. They uh, 
Simpsons did an episode based around World of Warcraft and online gaming. And, uh, again, South Park beat them to it. And it was the same with the 24 episode. Right. So well, and, um, and I wonder if there's a mole in that. Well, Roman there, there was a lot of publicity about the 24 episode uh, over, like they've been publicising that one a lot. That's why I thought maybe it was the 400th. And it's hardly like it's a hard idea to come up with. Yeah. Well, and and similarly, uh, Family Guy. We we reported that Family Guy was going to be doing a Star Wars, uh, a Star Wars version of Family Guy for a, a special episode, and Robot Chicken beat them to the punch with uh, their own Star Wars takeoff, oh, right. which was hilarious. If anyone can uh, can get that, either on it might be somewhere on cable, mm-hmm. uh, but if you can, same TV, isn't it? Uh, Robot Chicken. I don't know. I think it might be Cartoon Network. Uh, Anyway. Check your guides. Check your guides if you can get that, uh, or I'm sure it is everywhere on the internet and on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars. It is absolutely hilarious. I, uh, I watched it with Family Guy the other night. Did you lie? I, think, I don't get it. Is that is that why your <laughs> eyes are a little bit red and they were bleeding a little bit? Because I, I, it's funny because about that time I often seem to be just flipping around thinking, oh, I wonder what's on. Oh, Family Guy. I'm going to try and make myself watch it and see if I can get it. I, I, I still just don't get it. The thing, the thing is, right, see, Stewie, he's, he's a baby, but he also talks. Yeah. So does the dog. Yeah. But the, pe- the, the, the grown-ups actually understand what the dog says. Ah, <laughs> that's the genius! So did Shaggy to Scooby, really. It's nothing new. I still, I still don't get it. <laughs> you were just hanging out for Chris Angel, weren't you? Chris Angel. Oh, Chris Angel, the, Mind Freak. Oh, Mind Freak. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a bit of that too. Whew. I know. What a magician. <laughs> He's so good looking. Uh, Fox's uh, quickly cancelled drama Drive has been nominated for a broadband Emmy. A primetime broadband Emmy. It's a new... How does that work? Well... Did it get released on... On broadband before it was on TV? There's a three-minute clip that was released on broadband. Right. A three-minute clip of Drive, 50 seconds of which was part of the first episode. So there's uh, two minutes and ten seconds of unaired footage as part of this three-minute clip. Uh, It's got a whole lot of special effects in it and uh, and is nominated for a broadband Emmy, uh, as is uh, Dick in a Box and Everything Comes Down to Poo. Which is uh, interesting. Couple of songs and uh, is that poo with an H or no? I haven't seen everything. Everything comes, comes down, down to poo. poo. It's a. Uh, it's from the uh, Scrubs musical episode. It was a, a song that they right. did talking. So about. I would have seen it. Yep. It's it's a pretty good song. I saw I mm-hmm. saw a bit of Scrubs the other night too. Yeah. With old young MC. I don't I don't get it. Really? Yeah. And you know what else? I Bust think I think Scrubs and Family Guy are pretty much much the same. One's just animated. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I they think are. Scrubs- it's the same weird flights of fancy that make no sense, just kind of going off into people's heads and with JD having a no, flashback. And- it's, it's going, yeah. going in. Going That's into why I love them both. Scrubs going into one person's head, but I, I think also with Scrubs, you can't just watch an episode from series six. Oh, I didn't. I watched about two minutes and thought I hate Scrubs. <laughs> No, that's that's not true. I watched at least fifteen minutes. And see, then I see, had to for, turn it off. But I have I have the same revolted kind of feeling just from watching it. Just this is awful. Really, it's the same as I do with Family Guy. Most realistic no. medical show on uh, on TV. Well, supposedly, apparently. but <laughs> as we've said before, I don't like medical shows at all. I mean, I'm sure RPA would have something to say about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like RPA. Who wants to see some old guy getting sliced up? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't like RV. I don't get it. Mm. I don't get it. Uh, to and me, what's, what's the new one where where they've got the overly dramatic voiceovers on the ads, and and somebody's like, I think it was done at the Alfred in Melbourne. No, no, it's not RPA though. No, 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 RPA is this, this other thing on seven, seven. He Which is done at the I think it's done at the Alfred okay. in Melbourne. Okay. RPA is Royal the Royal Prince, Prince Alfred, Alfred in, in Sydney. Sydney. Uh, so yeah, I think the uh, the Here's an old is, guy. He has cancer. Here's what the inside of his stomach looks like. People love it. People yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. In legal news, the judgments for the C seven case. Uh, is to be handed down in the federal court at 9.30 a.m. on Friday. Uh, it will also, the verbal summary of the case, will be covered by cameras provided by the ABC uh, filming the judgment. It's uh, going to be uh, shown live on Sky News. Um, the ruling will be released in two parts. The judgment anticipated to be more than 1,000 pages long and a mini-judgment, which will attempt to break down the complexities of the case. Uh, at one point in the case, Justice Sackville, who's uh, the justice in the case, uh, estimated the legal costs somewhere between 150 and 200 million dollars. Of course, the uh, the irony in that story is that you can only watch the judgment on Foxtel. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. They've clearly won. <laughs> They've won just by that. That's fantastic, and that. Is the box cutters news? Are you one of those that follows? Follows the Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Brett Cropley is first to go down on. I don't buy it. My, I don't buy it. Ad opens with a stereotypical American. An English soccer hooligan-looking dude talking about having free broadband and then switches to a chick in a bikini with an animated bird saying, Australia now has free broadband. This is for uh, Dodo Internet. Mm. Um, they're, they're promoting this uh, plan where you get free internet if you sign up uh, to have your phone service through Dodo. Um, for, and, and your children to work for them for free for their uh, nominal line rental of thirty two ninety per month. However, if you mm. take a look at the fine print on the offering, you'll notice that the amount included with your line rental is limited to one hundred and fifty megabytes per month. Once you go beyond that, uh, your usage is billed on a per meg charge of eighteen cents per meg. <gasps> which is uh, just a cent less than Telstra used to do when ADSL was brand new in this country. Uh, they used to charge it 19 cents per meg. Um, that's that's $180 a gig. Mm-hmm. You'll well, notice- it's, it's free. <laughs> free at $180 it's a gig. It's free. <laughs> We've got free broadband. <laughs> You'll notice that the uh, 150 meg is split between peak and off-peak time, so you <gasps> actually only get 75 meg between 9 a.m. and 1 a.m. And once you go over the 150 meg limit, the connection is throttled to 64 kilobits per second. Oh, that, uh, thank God for that. <laughs> because if they didn't throttle it, you could be up for some serious cash. If yeah. you do the calculations, 150 meg will last you at full ADSL 2 plus speed, 50 seconds of downloading. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's also interesting to note that the telecommunication, telecommunications industry ombudsman reported... So, so hang, on, hang on, you really have to start that download at 12.59 and, and 35 seconds. Right. Yeah, uh, the, I, I think you're better off splitting up. You do five seconds, five seconds a day. <laughs> the CIO also uh, reported... 4,378 consumer complaints about Dodo in the three months up to the end of last year, December 31st. More than 2,000 more complaints uh, than about Telstra Big Pond in the same period, and that's got to be bad. A- anyone who's, uh, who's ever watched these Dodjo ads uh, will just know that all they want to do is rape the cash out of poor people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all they love doing. Well, and and, I, and I, I couldn't believe it when I uh, I was watching one of their ads. I think it was on a couple of months ago where it's kind of a, a, a girl's getting out of a taxi and, you know, there's lots of paparazzi about and she acts really badly. You know how they can never quite see where the bird's supposed to be <laughs> with the animation. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, that slapper looks like Tara Reid. You and know it's the t- actress. It's Tara Reid. And it is Reed. Tara Reid. <laughs> Like they've flown her out, and she's yeah, she's not looking so good. <laughs> no, well, she's uh, she's done one too many wild on Taras. Uh, uh, I, I, I think so. Poor, but, poor, yeah. poor, poor Tara. I also don't get with uh, you know what I don't buy with these dodo ads. Why these women are coming on to this extinct yeah. bird? Because it because it can provide it's, them with I think really cheap broadband. I think it's about the big nose. <laughs> ah, because you know what they say. Big wouldn't, nose, large handkerchief. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't you use up all your broadband downloading just on your email? Uh, pretty much. I'd do 150 meg easily. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in, in, with, well, with people sending you know pictures and videos now via, via email, yeah. easily mm. 150 meg. <laughs> and probably 150 meg just in spam. Yeah, probably. From Dodo. <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Dodjo, don't do it. No, don't do it. You know absolutely. what? I say, go with Big Pond before you go with Dodjo. <laughs> <laughs> well, my I don't buy it starts with a stereotypical Brit soccer hooligan. <laughs> is, is that right? That's like, American. He actually, said, and then... he actually said American Brit soccer hooligan. Oh, American Brit soccer hooligan, yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't understand, but then I just thought I'd it's go past guys. it. I, like a, like a Texan oil cop tycoon. So uh, right. We got free broadband. It's two guys, but uh, people watching on the non-existent video podcast would also note that Brett held up four fingers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ross, there is a video podcast. My, there uh, is a video podcast. My, I don't buy it. Kind of pales into insignificance after that. After the brilliance of that one, but uh, oh, I'll get some anger out of it. Have either of you seen the latest ad for dodgy shoe company Shoe Direct? No. Ah, well, it's... Do, do they advertise themselves as being a shoe company? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> they advertise themselves as saying, breaks before you get home. <laughs> Warning, do not take out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> you want heels? We had heels. <laughs> uh, now, this, this ad actually features... The, the visuals are nothing unusual, but uh, it features... What sounds like little green bag from the George Baker selection? Except, except, there's about two notes different. 
Oh, it's the uh, it's the vanilla ice defense. Yeah, yes. defense. So, it's, so it's kind of similar, but don't 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 don't. Which is, of course, pe- people who don't remember Vanilla Ice uh, re- released a song that had With a sample the bass line from Under well, Pressure. Well, it sounded very much. It wasn't the bass line from Under Pressure. It had a, one extra note. Because what happens in Under Pressure, and this was Vanilla Ice explaining it in Under Pressure, they go do 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 do. And in uh, the Vanilla Ice song, Ice Ice Baby, he goes... It's truly original. Well, they've obviously just done the same thing here for this Shoes Direct. So if I want to... I wanted to bring in uh, a sample of it, but uh, I've never been able to find it on any of my recordings. It seems to just pop up. So, uh, But if you see or hear this ad for Shoes Direct, you'll know exactly what I mean. Oh, I, will, I will look out for it. Mm. And, and they're dodgy shoes. <laughs> and dodgy shoes. <laughs> I don't buy either of those things. It's time for the golden age of television. That's better. That is better. Mm. I prefer that. Golden mm. age of television envelope. <laughs> I do love ripping it. <laughs> this week in golden age of television. And the winner is. <laughs> the Wire. Oh. And The Shield. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the golden age of television. <laughs> Both the uh, uh, cop dramas that have been treated fairly badly by uh, Australian TV. I'd go as far as to say appallingly. I don't know which has been treated worse. The Shield, which uh, Channel 10 was showing at reasonable times, mm-hmm. but was showing like three episodes. And it was then on Saturday nights for some time, wasn't it? Like eight weeks in a row, which is, I think, the longest it's, it's been on. Like we're talking about the, the, in the first season when uh, they had it on. The first season, they showed four episodes. Really? And then took uh, about a nine-month break and then brought it back on a weeknight, I think a Thursday night, with episode five. Because, of course, you don't want to repeat the the four episodes you've already shown. No. Because people have seen them. Yes. Those people wouldn't watch. Yes. Unless they wanted, say, a refresher on what happened, which would make a lot of sense. In fairness, they were the producer's instructions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now when you show this show show it four episodes then have a long break <laughs> so I, I picked up The Shield uh, on its Thursday night Channel 10 time slot which it lasted on for for about six weeks mm-hmm. uh, and so picked it up at episode five and uh, within about 40 minutes went oh my god this is one of the best shows I've ever seen on free to wear television it's a, a cop drama, that, and we, we've spoken about it uh, quite a lot. It, it's a cop drama that has ambiguous morals in it. We've got a hero slash anti-hero in Vic Mackey, played by the, the commish. thing. <laughs> the uh, Michael Chiklis. Yes, the thing. Michael Chiklis. Uh, he, uh, Who has no neck. I saw him live, and he has no neck. Yeah, but he's got a lot of, a lot of head. Yeah, yeah, sure. A lot of head makes up for his no neck. <laughs> okay. Uh he, uh, he he plays Vic Mackey, who is a cop, a dirty cop, but he wants to do the good thing. It's kind of a, a twist on the hooker with a heart of gold scenario. He's a, a dirty cop with a heart of gold. And, uh, yeah, he's, I, I mean... He's, who, who has no problems with mm, taking out baddies. 
he'll he'll take out baddies any way he can. Yep. Uh, but and while doing doesn't, that, doesn't do the paperwork. No, and while, while no. doing that, he'll he'll also line his pockets, but he'll be lining his pockets in a way that will create political instability for the baddies and uh, and make sure that he really runs the town, the the part of LA that that they're based in. This show is so full on and amazing. I I really can't recommend it highly enough. You can get it on DVD at uh, a lot of stores. The Shield, I think, definitely deserves to be in there mm-hmm. uh, in the Golden Age of Television. I uh, just found out recently that that first episode of The Shield, which has the amazing ending of uh, Mackie shooting one of a member of his own team, yes. which is just uh, yeah, just a fantastic ending, was actually directed by Brad Anderson. Uh, they often get, if they don't get David Nutter, to do pilots of episodes. Uh, they often get a well-known director, and Brad Anderson uh, has directed quite a few things, but uh, most recently directed uh, one of my favourite films of the last few years, The Machinist, with Christian Bale. Right, I haven't seen that. Mm. So, um, yeah, very uh, yeah, great film, and uh, interesting that, he, well, that they and, chose him to direct the pilot. And the first episode, and, and I want to I talk about the first episode of, of The Shield and compare it to the first episode of The Wire. Mm-hmm. First episode of The Shield... You see the team that that Vic Mackey's involved with, and you understand them perfectly mm-hmm. as soon as you see them. You know who they are. You know what they do. You know what they're like. Sure, that ending comes as a bit of a shock, but I mean, it's a, it is a shocking ending, mm. and by no means uh, the most shocking thing that happens in that first series of of the Shield. But as far as the characters go, you know who the core characters are uh, of the Shield. By the end of the first episode, you also know what they're about. You you understand where their character arcs could take them, mm-hmm. and uh, and basically you really have a, a good understanding of where the show stands. Uh, I think that's got a lot to do with it being on uh, FX, the Fox free cable channel. So if you've got uh, cable, this is part of the basic cable package in the US. Uh, yeah. So, so it is. It is competing for for ratings with mm. uh, with other cable shows and other network shows. Also on FX uh, is uh, the the Riches. Yes, which we've talked about a bit too. Uh, FX has uh, has some good shows on it. Uh, the mm. Shield, I think, just far and away the best I've seen coming coming off that network. Uh, compare that with the HBO series The Wire. Well, sorry, just before you go on, what? Series number are they up to with the Shield? They're up to. They've done six. They've done six. They've done six. There are only ten episodes in series six. Uh, you're not still waiting for the eleventh. I I'm still <laughs> waiting for the eleventh. It could have gone on. It could have gone on so, so much more. Is is there a seventh series? Uh, I've seen no word of it, but I'll be sending shields and bananas and nuts to FX uh, to to try to get a seventh series. Or did they did they just suggest that uh, there'll be a movie? Which seems to be the that, that's the yeah <laughs> the standard default these days. Ah, and we've cancelled the show. Oh, there's going to be a movie. Firefly did it. Mm. Star Trek did it. Yeah. Why the hell not? Uh, as as we go through the shield, we uh, we get great great supporting characters uh, mm. and and actors playing them. Glenn Close, uh, Forrest Whitaker. I mean, these are these are Oscar winners mm. who have come to the Shield because they respect the show so much and uh, and they respect the content. Who's who's it created by? Do you know, Sean Ryan created okay. it. Has he done anything? Uh, else? Nothing that I'm aware of. Uh, Scott Rosenbaum also writes a lot mm-hmm. uh, for it. These are these are guys who basically 
the shield is is where they made their mark. I think Sean Ryan started writing for My Two Dads and, mm. and kind of went through the uh, went through the network writing process until he, he came up with, with The Shield. Uh, since then, Sean Ryan has created The Unit, which mm-hmm. you can see on Channel 7 on Wednesday nights uh, mm. after about 10.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as good, nowhere near as good as, as The Shield, but uh, just a, you know, a, a nice little More like drama. Alias, The Unit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's watchable if you're yep. up late at night. It's, yep. You wouldn't turn it off, necessarily. Mm. But. Are, are you a shield watcher, Brett? I try to be, mm-hmm. uh, but I've, uh, much like The Sopranos, it's, uh, it's Series 6A, yes, Channel uh, 10's treatment of it uh, okay. hasn't encouraged me to keep up with it. Because yeah. I watched the first episode and thought it was a great episode, but it didn't hook me enough to keep watching. Right, whereas I, yeah, I can't get enough of it. Mm. Uh and I've bought it all on DVD, and, and I do watch it over again. Mm. Uh, it, it is just superb police drama. Mm. Uh, and as I said before, the, the first episode is is a really interesting episode and, and, and has that shocking ending, uh, but also has all that character development within it. Mm. Compare that to the first episode of The Wire, which is our other, uh, our other Golden Age program this week. And... Uh, in the wire, we hardly see the main characters. There's uh, it, and the wire is is basically a show. It, it is another cop drama, uh, and eventually is about a a set of cops who try to take down the drug lords on the west side of Baltimore, and uh, they do this by trying to to run a wiretap on. Uh, pages and uh, and public telephones, which hasn't been done before, and uh, so this is the the really interesting thing. And what they're trying to do is instead of following the drugs, the idea is if you follow the drugs, you end up arresting the drug users or the lowest level drug dealers. But mm-hmm. if you follow the money upstream. Uh, then you can actually arrest the the big guys, and and what they want to do is is take down the conglomerate of Barksdale and Bell, who seem to be running all of the West Side drugs, and and they're alerted to that by uh, a series of murders, yes, unsolved murders, and uh, and people beating convictions that they probably shouldn't beat, and uh, and so. So that's that's where the story is. Now, if it's cop drama and if it's in Baltimore, uh, mm-hmm. Barry Levinson? It's actually uh, created by, uh, what's his name, Simon, who co-created Homicide Life on the Streets with Barry Levinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What is that guy's name? Paul? Neil? David. Mm-hmm. David Simon and Ed Burns, not to be confused with Ed Burns. Mm. Uh, the Ed Burns who co-created The Wire was actually a Baltimore cop for about 20 years. Not the uh, not Ed the Edwards who makes terrible, terrible, terrible films <laughs> and is no actor and uh, is, is pretty much uh, the the white poison on uh, on film. Anyone who has seen the horrible film Fifteen Minutes knows what I'm talking about. Oh, Ed Burns, everything he touches turns to shit. Ed Burns, on the other hand, has uh, has co-created this excellent uh, series, The Wire, the first episode of which you hardly see the main characters. The story hasn't really even started it's it seems to all be prologue in fact the first two episodes are almost entirely prologue they don't get into that main storyline which which i outlined until the end of episode three 
which I find fascinating. Well, it takes them a long time to even discover that they should be going after the money. Yes. Like the case gets put together so slowly and, and almost by accident, really. And this is one of the things that, that I love about The Wire as far as things that we've talked about in the Golden Age previously, the long story format for television. With The Wire, it works so well because you've got these characters who are so well written and you're learning little bits about them as you go and just discovering where where the story is going to take you. It is a lot more like a novel for mm. for television than um, any other show that... that that you might see on a regular night's viewing. Uh, the the show, and it's it's taken me a long time to work this out, but the show is not really about the characters. I mean, obviously, there is McNulty, who is probably the main character for the first three seasons. Season four, he's hardly in it at all. And I was trying to work out why, why they, why they would have done that. Uh, the show is about Baltimore. Mm. And it's about the politics that drives Baltimore. And, and it's about the game, as they call it, which is the, the dealing drugs. Well, more than that, it's, it's about the, the dealing drugs, but also the dealing politics. You've yeah, got, yeah you've, but the dealing drugs, but both sides of it. Yeah. So the cop sides and, and, the, uh, and the criminal element. And also the government side. Yeah. Because you, you've got a lot, uh, a lot going on in the mayor's office as well. Uh, you've got all the politics that goes on in the hierarchy of the, of the police force. And you've got all of that mirrored in the uh, in the drug world as well. Mm. Just fantastic writing and uh, and really nicely shot. They try to do a few homicide life on the streets things in, in the first few episodes of uh, of the first season, where they'll like change from shooting on film to shooting on video for an elevator scene or something like that. It doesn't really work, and they kind of drop that. Fairly quickly. Oh, really? You didn't you didn't like that sort of stuff? Nah, I, I loved all the surveillance footage. You know, when they go into a, around a different building, you know, they suddenly swap to a surveillance camera, or, or when they're going in, you know, to see the coroner or something. You know, just when they're walking in the hall before they see the body, you go to the you go to the high angle camera looking down at them. I I find that distracting. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought that was you know again to to bring up david lynch done a lot better in in something like uh firewalk with me okay uh because i haven't seen homicide life on the street so um they did a lot of that stuff especially in the first in the first few seasons okay okay because yeah because i yeah because i really quite liked really quite liked all that stuff and and maybe because i'd seen it all already uh, Mm. that that made a huge difference to me yeah uh the the thing is though as good as season one of The Wire is, season two is one of the, the best long story cop dramas I, I've, I've seen. And, and, you know, I, I watch a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, of cop drama. I, I do enjoy it. I don't know why. I just do. Uh, and the first season of NYPD Blue was a great long story uh, cop drama, albeit heavily networkified. Uh, the, uh, yes, I coined a word, Brett. <laughs> That's not in the Australian style guide, I'm sure. No, that is not. The, uh, That's in the Josh style guide. I, I mean, I've only seen series one, but the thing I love about it the most is it's television for grown-ups. Yes. Like, you have to pay attention to it. You can't watch it passively. You have to watch each week, and you have to pay attention to what's going on. And, you know, it's not the worst crime that anybody's ever seen and unsolvable, but there'll be a few twists and turns, and they'll solve it all in 44 minutes, and then they'll go home. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does seem a lot more realistic than that. Well, and they don't rely on shock value. No. 
which no. I think is, is where it stands out from from things like the shield that that yep. definitely does rely on shock. Yeah, and when you were saying with the shield, you know that that it blurs the line uh, with uh, you know whether they're good or bad. I think you find that very much in here in the wire, like it is in real life. There, there's good and bad on both sides, like you were saying, all the politics that drive the police. But, you know, essentially you're probably wanting the police as the good guys to win and the druggies as the bad guys to lose. But there's people on the drug side that, that you're really rooting for, that you're really hoping that you're really hoping do well. There's people on the cop sides who are just pricks, who you just can't stand. Like, it, it is really interesting with that kind of... Uh, the way they balance that good and bad. Well, and, and also some, something that we see, especially in the, the early episodes of the first season, don't see it so much later on, uh, how lazy cops can get. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've only got a few years to go on their pen- to, to their pension and they just don't want to do any work. Yeah. To the point where one cop is actually thinking of falling down the stairs <laughs> so he can get two-thirds <laughs> of his pension and, uh, and get off a couple of years early. Whereas you have the other side, cops like McNulty, who are just so driven, it's, it's just all they can do. And, it, yes. and it's so ingrained into their personality. I mean, McNulty's shown mostly as a cop and a little bit of his pe- of his parenting skills, and you, you see for sure why his wife divorced him. Well, the, the first <laughs> the first episode of the Why that I ever saw, uh, and I I caught this again. Just happened to be watching television at the time. It was on Channel Nine, and they they did show the entire season, but they were showing it at midnight on a Monday night mm-hmm. after Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I just happened to to stay up and and keep watching after Freaks and Geeks came across and I don't I don't know which particular episode it was but uh, I see McNulty using his kids to follow a drug baron through a market yeah. and uh, and went well this this is a guy who clearly has his values twisted. <laughs> But he's really dedicated to his job. Yeah, yeah. And then he loses his kids. It's, it's <laughs> fantastic. Has to go and get their names announced to find them again. But then he's so proud of them that they that they stayed on. Yeah. They stayed on the bad guy. They did it in in an episode prior to that. He's got them for the weekend, uh, but something comes up with the case, so he takes them to the morgue. <laughs> and and they're just sitting outside playing video games while he's inside with uh, and a very evil man who's identifying a body of of his lover. Like it's just, yeah, it's just amazing stuff. I love too. They you know when the wire all starts up, the police with all the politics, they don't want anything to do with it. You know, there's there's a lot from the inside of wanting this investigation to fail. So they do everything they can, like give them the worst police officers and, mm. and they put them in this dingy basement kind of room with, with terrible equipment. With and no then, light. It, it's yeah. got no electricity. Yep. And they bring in, they bring in one, uh, they bring in one suspect <laughs> and he turns to them and said, why are you taking me to a real police station? <laughs> <laughs> like there's just, it, it is interesting that you say it's written by a cop because there are touches that you can, t- the, feel very realistic in this yeah and and season two is great season three is uh, a little bit of fantasy but also works really nicely Mm -hmm. uh if if you've only just started with it ross it's definitely worth sticking through season four lost me a little bit but i'm willing to go back and see what it was all about and they've uh, signed for a fifth series as well so okay when's when's that coming on who the hell knows (laughs) but uh it'll it will happen at some stage uh the wire is available here on dvd as well, so if, if you haven't caught it, you can. It mm-hmm. does pop up on Channel 9 every now and then. They show new episodes. They show old episodes. They don't announce it. It's worth catching, though. I, I, 
even just to see a little bit, get a little bit of a taste and then go out and get it on DVD. I wonder if they'll do that less now, though, that they're showing the late night movies. Yeah, probably. Probably, well, although, although... For now, The Mint's coming up. Um, oh, yeah, The fact, Mint. Uh, Millsy is, uh, is one of the presenters on it. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that's, uh, that's a mark against the Golden Age of well, Television. Well, no, I've got to say, weighing it up, The Shield or The Wire versus The Mint. <laughs> Come on, there's no competition. The that's- Mint is just fantastic. You can win money. <laughs> you can be entertained. Uh, there's there's girls on it improvising with cameramen. That's I can't I can't wait. Plus the mint updated from mint monkey updated from uh, quiz monkey. Quiz, quiz monkey. monkey. It's in a mansion. Genius. What, <laughs> what I want is uh, I, I want to see the long story form in the mint. <laughs> you do. Trust me. You want to see the answer to all the questions on the quiz. That's a long story. <laughs> so that's The Wire and The Shield. I think without question, both of them deserve to be in the Golden Age of Television. Well mm. done, Envelope. Man, there's some really bad radio shows on, but... You know, they're really, really bad when they have to be a podcast that, like, absolutely no, not even the shittiest community radio station in the world and play them, and they have to do a podcast. Helen? Oh, hi, I'm John Safran, and you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast where all the winners are. <laughs> That's right, it is, John Safran. Where, where else are the winners, Ross? <laughs> well, I've actually been watching a little bit of a show that you mentioned a few weeks ago called On the Lot. Now, yes. this is the Mark Burnett, Steven Spielberg production. Yeah, of which it seems neither of them had much of a hand. Oh, didn't they? Have you watched it? Yeah. I, I've, I'm completely hooked. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I really wasn't sure about it, and you had some disparaging things to say about it, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go, and I got hooked straight away. I think it's, I think it's a really interesting show. So uh, what's it about? It's... Basically, it's reality. It's reality. Imagine most of it. Imagine Australian Idol or American Idol or whichever Idol you like. Take out the singing, mm-hmm. put in films with a panel of three judges. With a panel of three one judges, being a nasty judge. Uh, no one beat Carrie Fisher. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they they try and be a bit nasty, but just kind of uh, yeah. They've got Carrie Fisher. They've got uh, what's his name, Marshall. Penny Marshall's brother, the guy who directed Pretty Woman. <laughs> and, and created Happy Days, Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall, that's the one. And uh, they have a rotating third judge each week, of which they've had Michael Bay, uh, Wes Craven, uh, the guy who directed Disturbia. I'm not sure what he was doing. Uh, yeah, he was and rotating, so, And so, yeah, the first couple of episodes, uh, they had the first few episodes. First one, they had to do a pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I loved that. And they got culled. That was really interesting. Second one, they had to work in groups of three and make a film in 24 hours. I loved that. Pretty much. That was really interesting. And I, I, I agree with you. I wish they would show more of the filmmaking element side now. Really now all they're showing is it is kind of like an idol. They, they, they get people up. They, they, after, the, after the group short films, they had 18 people left. Then they... Each made a minute action comedy, which they showed. Have you which seen, was the one that that you that Foxtel didn't show? Have you seen episode four? Yes. Now, now I should admit at this stage I do watch most of it on double speed. Okay, except for the short films. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't stand that we, the reality 
thing of, you know, and... The walk of shame. The winner. Well, just the standing there waiting. Like the intentional pregnant pauses. It's, yep. it's like, yep. for, for me, episode four was mm. like the last five minutes of Dancing with the Stars mm. over an hour of television. Yep. Just interminable. Yes. Yep, for sure. But I think uh, I watched it straight after having watched episode three. Right. Which I think you missed episode Which I didn't see. three, so it, it, I kind of I I probably had a bit more invested in it at that point. But I like I said, I do watch it at double speed, uh, except for the except for the film parts. Uh, I just find it interesting the way that the the way that the filmmakers position themselves in the show and refer to themselves. Uh, the recent film school graduate makes films that are film school wanky. They're just terrible crap films, exactly as you'd expect if you said. Make a cliched, arty film. This is what this girl's making. Whereas the non and very proudly, yeah, yeah the very proudly non-film school, you know, oh, I taught myself on skate videos, man, all that, just makes unintelligible rubbish. <laughs> like, you just, you can't watch it. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of interesting and they're, they're not like anything else that you see, really, but <laughs> that doesn't make them good. Uh, and... Yeah, I consider myself a filmmaker. Apart from the fact that I hate short films, there's no way I could do this. It's a very, very hard competition. Oh, I, it, it I is. couldn't. I, I reckon I could have got through the pitch stage, and depending on who I was with in the short film stage, I maybe could have got through that. But coming up with an this is a short film every week. Yep, yeah, coming up with a short film every week, writing it, having to find the locations. Uh, yeah. It, it, I just think it's a really interesting show, and I like the way that certain filmmakers, uh, so far being Zach, the special effects guy, who who has done some great work, he's 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 just head and shoulders above the pack. There's no one else, probably even close to him at the stage I'm up well, to. His his group film uh, from episode two was far and away the the greatest. Uh, th- that's the one where yeah. uh, the fire starts in the. Uh, in the office, yep. uh, far and away the, the greatest of, of the lot. Yep. And you could see right then that he has the skills to pay the bills. Exactly, exactly. He, when, they showed, when they showed their group film, it, it just made the rest of them just look like absolute crap. Yeah. Like, you just wonder how he could, how he could do that in such a short amount of time. T- tell me, though, now, what is the show's structure? Is it just uh, elimination and... Films, yes. Is that all? You, so yes, you're not actually much. seeing how they make the films at all. No, they're they're doing one or two minute kind of bio introductions where you see just a couple of behind the scenes shots of them making the film. But yeah, you really don't see much behind the scenes stuff at all, which is which is a pity. But uh, what they did for this round is there was 15 filmmakers left. They did five each show, so mm-hmm. you saw five. Uh, I think these were between two and three minute short films. And then the following week, those five people, one of them was sent home, and you saw the next the next five the people's next film. Right. Yep. Uh, it, it's it's I'm just addicted. It's, it's riveting. It's uh, like I said, I hate short films, and most of the most of the films come to an end, and I that was crap. <laughs> Go on, Carrie. <laughs> Go on, uh, Gary. Uh, beat the shit out of them. But they, uh, it, it's kind of heartbreaking to watch too. Uh, one girl who her first film was about. A woman peeing on the bus. I don't know if you if you saw that absolute ugh, yes. revolting, terrible stuff. Yes, horrible. And her second film was kind of a wannabe Woody Allen wacky. Didn't come round to meet my folks, and they're really horrible kind of film. Uh, 
to which Carrie Fisher said, well, uh, I would say that uh, Thrush and Getting Left by My Former Husband for Another Man were more enjoyable than your film. (laughs) 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 Which is just... And and this poor... This poor woman. I mean, I understand that it's probably the same with, like, Idol and that sort of thing, but, but I don't really... I don't like singing, and, and I kind of think if you were singing, you'd probably have some idea that you weren't that good or that you screwed it up. I, th- I think it's really hard, though, with filmmaking. I think you put all your heart and your soul into making a film like this. You probably see its flaws because you have to make it so quickly uh, and under such pressure, and then to just get absolutely slammed. I mean, she, this this poor woman, every time she makes a film, I think um, I think the public are keeping her in <laughs> just just to watch her get slammed by the judges each week and to see what she'll come up with next. But, yeah, well, it's and, kind of heartbreaking. And, and something that, it, uh, that I think a series like this can show new filmmakers is how important it is to have a story and a script before mm. you go out and shoot. Yep. Uh, you know, that, that's why Richard Linklater's films are shit <laughs> and other films are good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I just think, uh, yeah, I think it's a really interesting show. I've been been really enjoying it. I, I do, like I say, I do have a film background, so I've probably got more of a vested interest in it. But I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting show. And uh, Australian viewers can see that either on the Torrance uh, or, or Foxtel Fox on a Sunday night. Sunday night, is it? I believe so. Who the hell knows? And can Australians vote? I don't. I don't know. I, because it's on a Sunday night, and I'm usually doing other things, preparing for this show, watching a whole lot of stuff that, that yep. I have to catch up on. Yep. Uh, that I don't get to see it. Mm. But that's on the lot. Uh, check your Foxtel guides. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. First up with pork, Brett Cropley has a very important announcement. Ten has made pirate no, you master. Bloody idiot! You're what? gonna forget. You're gonna forget, and then bring it up right at the very end of the show after I've said thank yous and goodbyes, and Ross wait, has wait, said wait, goodbye. Wait, wait, you two. We'll edit that out. And now, with some very important news, here's Brett Cropley. Channel Ten has made pirate master. No, the no, no, no. That's, that's a pretty good line, though. Channel yeah. Ten have made Pirate Master walk the plank. Pirate Master's been removed from the Thursday 7.30pm time but slot. did he make that up and or did he get it from an article? And uh, it, Can you claim originality? Oh, come on, on how, can, how many times have we said that they should be making their pirates walk the plank? Well, that's true. We, Not being cut, cut adrift or... We, we've, said it, we've said it a number of times, but you still haven't answered the question, did, Brett. Did it, is it in the article? Uh, yes. <laughs> Go to the competition. Forget the Pirate Master. Go Come back the, to Pirate go Master. Go to the competition. They're moving it to uh, Sundays at midday. No on, one cares. Uh, Channel 10 from July 29. You know what, Brett? If people cared, they would watch the show. And nobody's doing that. I'm thinking... I'm trying to think of some kind of pirate pun. Hey, guys. <laughs> you know, like, R premiering, but I can't think uh, of anything. Pi- pirate Master, been raped. <laughs> No, that pirates, wasn't it. Really? Pirates love rape. Mad for rape. Pillaged. Uh, big news. The long-anticipated box cutters uh, competition is underway. Hang on. Th- this is the, the giveaways that we had uh, almost two years ago. No, uh, no, and no, promised no, people T-shirts? No. No? No. No, but there might be a birthday surprise coming. Ah. Well, the 100th episode. 
Yeah. We haven't talked about the 100th episode yet. By the, by the time you, know, you, know what? you know what? The number of times we hadn't talked about this competition <laughs> and yet you brought it up on the show. <laughs> now we can finally announce okay. properly the competition. The competition is basically about promoting box cutters. Um, all you need to do is spread the word about box cutters in any way you want. Uh, the more creative, the better. And, in fact, earns you extra points. Uh, bring new visitors to the site using your very own special URL. You need to be registered on the box cutters site. Uh, if you, how do you do that, Josh? Is there uh, a link it, down the right? The you can side? actually you can actually click on login on boxcutters.net. It's on the left hand side, right near the top. It says login. If you try to log in there, that'll take you to a login or register screen. Mm. Give you the option to, to register there. So once you're registered on the site, uh, there's a very simple uh, URL that you'll link back to the box cutter site through um, with your username in the end there. Uh, it, it just like a, the little bit after the question mark. Ross, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you know what? It's it's explained not too poorly on the box cutters uh, blog if you, if you check that out. That's under the post, uh, promote box cutters, win fantastic crumpler. Because the prize uh, for the competition is a crumpler beanbag. Good enough for uh, two consenting adults uh, for all your your TV-watching goodness. Or one consenting adult and a non-consenting monkey. Really? Apparently so. I'm not not sure you'd be able to keep it down. It depends on on if you get the upper hand, if you can kind of cover the monkey. No one understands what you're saying, Brent. There's a competition. You go onto the the blog at boxcutters.net. There are details of the competition there. You can win... A crumpler beanbag. Yes. So I tell 10 of my friends, hey, uh, there's a great podcast. You should listen to it. They all listen to it. You've got to give them the special That's, link, though, so ah, that we can tell that so you've they've given got to, them the link. They've got to cl- go through that link. Yes. Oh, I think I get it. And if I yep. get it, well, <laughs> anybody should get it. That, that's true, because you are quite the Luddite. Mm, I am. <laughs> uh, so Pirate Master... Gone to, uh, gone to Sunday afternoons. I think I covered all that. Yes, uh, gone to Sunday afternoons where Channel 10 sends uh, all its poorly performing programs to go and die. The chaser may be tackling... That's not true. It does occasionally send programs to 9.30 Fridays. <laughs> uh, America's Next Top Model has been pulled out of uh, that slot. <laughs> has it? Yes. Oh, Really? <laughs> Oh. So we, we don't call it the Friday night death slot for nothing. <laughs> Has anything ever lasted more than two episodes? I think Veronica Mars is coming back on There's no around word on that Mars. time. Oh, 10.30, I think? Yeah, they haven't shown the rest of it. So. We, haven't, we haven't got that much of Big Brother left to go. So. Veronica Mars is, is apparently coming back on at some stage soon. Uh, shark starting. Shark? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, was going to be up against the uh, finale of Big Brother on the Monday night. Radio. 31st of July. Um, they've, Channel 7 have put it off uh, because they didn't want it to suffer under that. For those who don't know, it's a whole series based on the premise that when somebody gets taken from an organisation, it's called being sharked. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's what it is. It's just with, a whole with lot of... some weird tie-in about water skiing and leather jackets. Yeah. 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 So, someone's been shocked. It's actually uh, House for Lawyers. Yeah. House for Lawyers. Did... Uh, I'm, I don't know why I'm bothering to ask. Did either of you happen to see any of the Grand Prix last night? Uh, no. no. I saw a bit where they were following the safety car. Yeah. You just, and like it was you wet just, and dry. And... You just missed that about two minutes before that. 
seven cars came to grief on the same corner, oh, one no. after the other. It was quite amazing. I've never seen anything like it. They just they showed the first car coming off, and then they just had the still camera on and just cars because they, they had no control. It was so they're wet. All and they're all on their slicks. They're all on their dry tires. Oh, really? And it was wet. First, first bend. They were just all sliding. Sliding off the track, and uh, the commentator said something along the lines of, "It's no good. Once it's this wet, you may as well be in a canoe." I'm saying, <laughs> "Now, if you're in a canoe, you can control and you can steer. <laughs> They've got no control." So, uh, but yeah, it was quite amazing. But of course, that's the payoff that all Grand Prix fans are, are waiting for. So, well, yeah, possibly, but they weren't spectacular crashes. Uh, they were, yeah, they were kind of like, bit just, like kind of mushing into the kitty litter. Yeah, just kind of gliding along. I'm a- I'm a Grand Prix fan, and, and I really watch it for the good driving. Oh, you always hang out for big, spectac- spectacular crashes. No, I don't. I, You've got I, I actually hang out for the overtaking. I think uh, yeah, if, if, I can, if I can see a car overtaking because that's, a, a, another car, that's... That's the that's, most likely point where they'll crash. No! <laughs> no, that's just that's just where the good driving comes into it. I'm, I'm with you, Brett. I watched, I watched the start. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, like, you see, and you're watching them go around, and they're saying, oh, the winner is two hours ahead of the person who's coming second who cares turn it off I can't shut up hey apparently uh, news uh, is not being watched by young people oh no I know I know what oh actually that takes me back a couple of years actually Um, there was a statistic about young people in the states uh, taking the daily show as their main form of news well uh, well, and and taking it seriously that couple of years has translated to July 21st for the age Uh, sorry Sydney Morning Herald who clearly this this seems clearly like they've they've lifted a story from a US publication and then added the words chases war on everything uh, <laughs> but but es- essentially uh the uh they're saying that they that young people get most of their news from Daily Show Colbert Report and Saturday Night Live what happened to the Daily Show well, not here? here what happened to the Daily Show here it's still on Foxtel yeah, but what happened to it on SBS uh, the the Daily Weekly Show yeah, it was the Weekly Thursday Daily nights. Show it hasn't been there for a while no. I don't know. Not sure. Speaking of the chaser, though, uh, the they may be set to uh, launch another special coming up to the federal election, uh, much like the chaser decides and uh, the chaser uh, other thing. Um, the election chaser, which was the first one in 2004. Uh, so after they come back from their break, uh, which is happening at the moment, they may be straight into election mode. Mm. And, of course, the Emmys were announced earlier this week, mm-hmm. or late last week, or at some stage, Emmys. Last Wednesday in the States, Emmys announced. Really, who cares? Usual contenders. Interesting, Studio 60 has been uh, nominated for about three or four different awards. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, no one really gives a shit. You know, a couple of weeks ago I was saying, oh, I watched... Because I had that big gap, and then when they had nothing else in the program, they put... Studio 60 back on the last five episodes. Yes. And I said to you guys, I watched the first two and I was really back into it and I was really enjoying it. I think those five episodes perfectly summed up the series as a whole. The first two were pretty good. By the third one, I couldn't care. And by the fifth one, it was just painful and annoying. Yeah. And that's that's what Studio 60 was like the, mm. the whole way through. Plus, they really just stole storyline out of... Uh, out of what would have been West Wing. Mm. Speaking about uh, Studio 60 and the comedic version of Studio 60, 30 Rock, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's going to be starring as himself in 30 Rock in an upcoming episode. Um, Ross is shaking his head. Speaking of... I mean, I'm sure they're 
driven a truck full of money up to his house, but it's it's just it's sad. It's sad. Thirty Rock's such a shit show. Maybe he's trying to get a new show up on NBC. Oh, Maybe I, I, I don't think. Really, I don't Josh, think. Josh, Thirty Rock. Uh, I don't think. Ha, have I missed out on on you guys making the switch on on what you're thinking on Thirty Rock? I don't think I, I don't Jerry think Seinfeld I've, would have to do anything to I get a I've, new show up on NBC. I think I've always said I've I've never been a huge flag waver for Thirty Rock. I've, it's true. He's I've always always loved, always loved said the Alec Baldwin character. Alec Baldwin bits are fantastic. Okay. Anything else in that show is not worth I'll watching be at all. Back to the tapes, though. <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld, I've um, talked about it at length. I can it, probably tell you which episode. He, he's, he's, a, he's a tip. Instead of listening back to the tapes, listen when we talk on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld's collaborator Larry David uh, has a wife who has filed for divorce. Cheryl David. Larry David's wife is Laurie. No, no, Laurie. no, no. Ross watches that show. I've watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. And his wife's name is. It's Cheryl. Right. So it's Larry and Laurie. No, um, they've been married for fourteen years, wrong, and they have two daughters, aged thirteen and eleven. Are they in the show? Prenup? Uh, nothing that I've seen. She's a, uh, a producer. Um, produced an inconvenient truth. Oh, really? Amongst others, because he would have a bag of money with the Seinfeld syndication. Oh, yeah. It certainly wouldn't be out of curb your enthusiasm, would it? Oh, yeah, well, have a, a right fair bit of money out of that, yeah. I think. Uh, did you guys watch Roe from New York last night? No, I didn't. It's Too busy catching up on other television, trying to get ready for this show and all mm-hmm. my other... It's videos. in my catch-up pile. Okay. Oh, oh, can you um, can, can you burn that from your catch-up pile? Can you From put, my VHS. Put, oh, have you got it on VHS? Yeah. Why have you... You have nine different PVRs. <laughs> Why are no, you taping stuff on... I've got one on, PVR. <laughs> Why are you taping stuff yeah, on VHS? Yeah, but it's got... Because it's got, I it's got dual... What about Brian? tuners. No, a single tuna. Why are you taping? Really? <laughs> Why are you taping What About Brian? I'm still watching it. Why did you buy a PVR with single tuna? Uh, because it was the only one with a digital tuna. There, there were no digital tuna, dual tuna PVRs. E- Hard drives. Anyway, you know can, I, can I borrow the tape when, you, when you're done? When he, finishes, yeah. when he finishes catching up on his 20-something tapes... He's then going to start watching What About Brian to see how oh, similar they uh, Can you play uh, Triple Time? <laughs> triple Time? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you have a VHS. Extended play. <laughs> that's just double time. No, no, no. no. That's long play. <laughs> Extended play is Triple Time. No, I'll have to come over, Brett. Okay. What the? Right. If you want, if you want to come over and watch as well, uh, hooray, boxcutters.net. And uh, we'll have a whole, we'll have a whole last week's row. Thirsty, best dressed. <laughs> Uh, there's l- positions are limited. I, I, I do just. I, I want to watch it in triple time, though. I, in, in fact, you know what? No, I can't even be bothered. I can't be bothered going all the way to Richmond just to watch a show and go. Ah, it's like it was here, but it's in New York. That's it, and and that is it for this episode of Box Cutters. Oh, the comp! Don't forget about our competition. <laughs> what about quiz? Quiz. Shall what we not quiz? do the quiz tonight? What? You said last week, you said maybe there's a return of the quiz. Yeah, the quiz is coming back. Oh. Um, I, I spoke to your friend at uh, Carampaleur. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's all on. Oh, fantastic. It's all on. I can't um, wait. So, so as well as having our ongoing Promote Box Cutters uh, thing, we'll be having quizzes for some, some way to figure out how to give away prizes. Plus, T-shirts. By our second oh, year, by our second year anniversary. I sent off an email, and and the one thing that wasn't addressed was the t-shirts. Uh, right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, that Dave, will, if you're listening, please, please, t- t-shirts a, a must. 
I want to say thanks very much to Dave and the gang at Crumpler for being our giveaway sponsors. They're very generous to mm-hmm. us and uh, and we love them dearly, but we don't go and hug them in the street randomly because they don't like that so no, much. You only do that at a photo exhibition. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Uh, I also want to say thanks to 3 Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. Yes, we are up ourselves. We use a radio station. <laughs> I... Oh, come on. <laughs> you have to. I reckon we I'm should. I'm surprised more don't. I reckon we should uh, post more photos from your phone with, with little hints of what we look like. Because uh, your, your arm, a little bit of your arm oh, was is, in Is that. it my arm? Is that my side of the desk or is that, uh, is that Brett's side of the desk? Only listeners to the video podcast know. Well, no, well, and, and people, they also know that, and, that and people, you and I are the one person. That's true. <laughs> and, and people, people who assume that uh, where I'm sitting, one of you is on my left, one of you is on my right, and that I took the photo from where I'm sitting. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. That's uh, true. Essentially, this is going to be a lot like Lost. Anyway, <laughs> thanks to Three Triple R. Uh, thanks very much to you for listening to Box Cutters. You we'll be back next week. And you can hear, I almost did your ending, Brett. God knows why. Clearly, I'm tired and hungry. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Thanks for listening. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Join us, same bat time, same bat channel. Yes, see you later. I'm Ross McQueen. And hey, <laughs> let's be careful out there. What? <laughs>